What's up? Welcome to Bow Down, the teaching ministry of Pastor Chris Tress. All right, let's go to Revelation 16, 17, please. So we're in chapter 17 today, okay? And uh, the elders told me that I'm going too fast. <laughs> so there's just a lot to this book. In fact, there's only f- around 400 verses in the book of Revelation, but it alludes to the, the entire Bible over 800, I think it's 850 times. So to really understand the book of Revelation, you have to have a foundation in the entire word of God, the whole counsel of Scripture, And we're going to be doing that today as we're going back and forth. So, Revelation 16, 7, it says, The angel poured out on his bowl into the air. 16, 17, excuse me. The seventh angel, Revelation 16, 17, poured out his bowl into the air. And a loud voice came out of the temple from the throne saying, It is done. If we were going chronological, the next verse should be Revelation 19.11. I want you to go ahead and put that, go ahead and flip there. A couple pages over, Revelation 19.11. If this book was written chronologically, the next verse that should happen is Revelation 19.11, which says... Then I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and the one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. You might want to highlight that white horse, and you might want to put Revelation 6, because that first white horse is the Antichrist. It's a counterfeit, and we're going to be getting into a lot of counterfeits today. He, in righteousness, he judges and he makes war. So this is the battle of Armageddon. That is that last judgment, that last judgment where the kings will be gathered, the Gog and Magog, the battle of Armageddon right there. So this is chronologically how it should happen, 1617 to Revelation 1911. So why are we, what's up with 17 and 18, you might ask, okay? So 17 and 18 is a description of a false one-world religion and a one-world government. Chapter 18 is the one-world government or the new world order that's going to come to pass probably in our lifetime. The one world religious system is already beginning. That's why you see those bumpers, those stickers that say coexist. That's already the, 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 the spirit of this age. And when you study Freemasonry, right, all roads lead to heaven and they, they, they worship job. Uh, thank you. Which has the name Baal in it the great architect. So, so we have to be aware and understand what is happening. Even some of the, 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 the statements by Pope John Paul, and we'll get into this next week, 
about joining with the great religions and coming together as one. There's a first fruits in our world of a one world religion and also a one world government that's going to happen and is going to take place. We're going to get into that maybe next, no, not next week. <laughs> New World Order is going to be in two weeks, Lord willing. We'll get into the World Economic Forum and, and all kinds of things and currency and digital currency and anyway, it's fun stuff. You need to be, you need to be aware of it though because it's amazing the Bible's predicted this over 2,000 years ago that it was going to happen. All right. So again, chapter 17, if you want to, this is the Antichrist religious system. Chapter 18 of Revelation is the Antichrist economic system, all right? I want you to go to Revelation 14.8. So why this system? Why expose, why spend time? So again, it's not chronological here, 17 and 18. It's actually going to describe these systems that are in play during the tribulation period. So it's the, the, this book has already given us a few verses of insight of what's happening, just kind of wetting our appetite. And so two verses I'm going to have you turn to, Revelation 14.8 is one. Another angel, the second followed, saying, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She who made the nations drink the wine of the passion of her sexual immorality. It said that as a judgment, but we're going to see the description of that in chapter 18 in detail. So it just gave us a little taste, and then in 17 and 18, it's going to go deeper. I want you to go to Revelation 16, 19, please. The city was split into three parts. The cities and nations fell, and God remembers what? Babylon. The Babylon world system, the Babylon world religion is being exposed here, but in 17 and 18, it's going to depths of what that is so that we can have understanding. It's important for us. When these judgments begin to come, people will flock to a religion. I'll never forget in today, September 11th, when that happened, churches were packed, seating on the floor, turning people away. We were under attack, and what do people do when they're afraid? They're turned to God. But here's what happened. Couple months later, back to normal. And our hearts go out to, to 9-11 and, 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 and what transpired. But keep in mind, we have a 9-11 every year in America when it comes to abortion that we do to ourselves. Revelation 17, 1. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment or the punishment of the great prostitute. That could also be translated harlot or whore who is seated on many waters. So I want you to highlight prostitute. I want you to highlight many waters. 
It's going to be important as we begin to break down this passage and go through it. With whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality. So, so, so highlight that as well, sexual immorality. With the wine of, the, of whose sexual immorality, the dwellers on the earth have become drunk. So the people of the world will drink and will make union, if you will, with this false religious system. So... As always, I want you to keep your place here in Revelation 17. We are going to go to a lot of places today, but we're always going to be coming back. So I want you to turn to Revelation 21.2, please. Revelation 21.2. So the prostitute can be a metaphor for a city of false religion. A city of false religion. Keep in mind, the enemy is always counterfeiting God. Satan is even showing up. We've talked about this, the unholy trinity with the beast, which is the Antichrist, the false prophet, and the dragon, who is Satan. There's an unholy trinity, and Satan is always counterfeiting because that's how he has to move. He has to move under deception. Because if he can deceive us and get us to believe a lie, then he has us. Listen, you know, I say this all the time. Scripture declares over your life today, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, a lot of guys believe that. But ladies... Sometimes you don't really believe that when you look in the mirror. And many guys don't either, but women, you know, ladies compare a lot because of all the magazines. Listen, God says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Do you believe him or do you compare yourself with others or society? If some dude rejects you, listen, God doesn't reject you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. Something's wrong with that dude, not you. You're the apple of his eye. He made you how he wanted to make you. There's no one else like you. So the lie gets in. What's wrong with me? I got to change this. I got to do this. I got to fit in here. I got to wear this. I got to write. And all this stuff starts to come to happen. And we stop believing that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And when we, when we believe we're fearfully and wonderfully made, we can dress like me. I was walking out of the house, I was looking at my outfit, I'm like, that's a horrible outfit, but <laughs> I'm running a little bit behind, so uh, anyway, it was dark in the room. Um, <laughs> Revelation 21.2, and I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So here's this holy city, this holy city is the bride. I want you to understand what we're talking about today is this great city, Babylon. It is a prostitute, counterfeit, different from the holy city that is a bride. Counterfeit. That's the key word for today, counterfeit, counterfeit, counterfeit. Here's a question for you, application-wise. Listen, is there any counterfeit in my life, God, where I bought into some worldly philosophies 
that are causing me to be compromised? Is there any mixture in my life? It's an overarching question for today. That you need to sit before the Lord and say, God, search me and know my heart. See if there's a wicked way in me. See if there's a lie in me. And so you see this comparison here of Revelation 21-2, right? This is the bride of Christ, this city coming down, right? Prepared, prepared as a bride for her husband. The enemy takes Babylon and, and calls Babylon a prostitute. I want you to jot this down for your own time. We don't have time to go there, but there are a number of cities described as prostitute cities. The first one is in Nahum 3.4, which is the city of Nineveh. And it says this, and about Nineveh, and all the countless whorings of a prostitute, graceful and of deadly charms, who betrays nations with her whorings and people with her charms. So again, cities and nations can be prostitutes, Right? And Nineveh was one of those. In Isaiah 23, 17, again, jot it down. We don't have time to go there. It says this of Tyre, Tyre, Tyre. At the end of 70 years, the Lord will visit Tyre, and she will return to her wages and will prostitute herself with all the kingdoms of the world on the face of the earth. So this city is prostituting itself out with everybody in the world. This is a precursor to what you're seeing here in chapter 17. And then the last one I'll give you is spoken of Jerusalem herself in Isaiah 1, 21, which says this, how the faithful city has become a whore. She who was full of justice, righteousness lodged in her, but now murderers. So even God was saying of Jerusalem that she's become a prostitute. Sorry for the strong language. I'm just reading the Bible, by the way. So this Babylon religious system, we, we, we see the precursor of this in the Old Testament. Now, here's the next thing that I had you write down in 17.1, is that she seated on many waters. I had you highlight that, 17.1. I want you to go down to 17.15 because the Bible gives us the key. The Bible is the best commentary for the Bible. The Bible is the best commentary for the Bible. The Bible is the best commentary for the Bible. So here, here it is. It's unlocking this key. It says, and the angel said to me, the waters that you saw where the prostitute is seated are peoples and multitudes and nations and languages. And so this one world religion will be embraced by all the world, all the world. And this prostitute riding the beast is on the waters, meaning there is authority that the people give. I want you to turn to Revelation 13, 4, and you see this happening. We've already been through this, so I'm not going to do any kind of commentary on it, but I just want you to read it because, again, this was a precursor of what's happening in Revelation 17. Revelation 13, 4, and they worshiped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the 
to the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, who is like the beast? That's the Antichrist. Who can fight against him? And the beast was given a mouth, uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months, and it opened his mouth and other blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling. That is, those who dwell in heaven also was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them, and authority was given to it over every tribe, people, and language, and nation. And you could put Revelation 17, 15, because that's where it has the authority over everybody on earth. That's where it was seated. Verse 8, and all who dwell on the earth, all means all, will worship it. Everyone whose name was not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of the life of the lamb who was slain. This, that phrase, by the way, is used multiple times in this book. There's a book. I hope your name's in there. If it's in there, it was already in there. I want you to see something, though. Again, counterfeit. I want you to turn to, to Psalm 22, please. While you're ser- turning to Psalm 22, understand that this false religious system is riding upon the waters. It has authority. It's riding on the worship and adoration of the world. The counterfeit points to this passage here in, Revel- in Psalm 22.3. It says this, Yet you are holy, you are enthroned on the praises of Israel. You see how God is enthroned on the praises of Israel? What does Satan want? He wants to be upon the many waters enthroned on the praises of the people. He wants worship just like God wants worship. And how do we know that? Because it describes that in Isaiah 14. I want you to listen. Verse 13. And, it, and you said in your heart, speaking of Satan, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of the assembly in the far reaches of the north. I will send above the heights of the clouds and I will make myself like the most high. Satan wanted to be like God, above God. And part of that, he sees God being enthroned on the praises of Israel, on the praises of his people. And in Revelation chapter 17, you see the beast riding on the waters, which represents the people and their worship of the beast. Counterfeit, counterfeit, counterfeit. Satan is not a creator. He's a defiler. Satan did not create sex. God did. Satan has perverted it. He's not a creator. He's a perverter. He's a counterfeiter. I want you to go back to Revelation 17. And yes, we're still in verse 1. I listened to my elders. They told me to slow down. (laughs) You see where it says with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality. I just want you to put above that 1 Corinthians 6, 16. 
there is immorality with these kings. And 1 Corinthians 6.16 says, And do you not know that he who is, who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is written, the two will become one flesh. Listen, this is why we have prayer ministry that deals with that. When you have sex outside of marriage, it is a counterfeit, unholy, ungodly oneness, 1 Corinthians 6.16 says. There is a lot of people in here right now, you are one with those who you've been with in the past. That oneness needs to be broken off. Very controversial. I want you to understand there's a counterfeit, unholy oneness. God wants you to be one with the wife of your youth. There's only one person that you should be one with. 1 Corinthians 6.16 6, says that you become one with a prostitute. Somebody that is not married to you, you have become one with. God's law doesn't change, by the way. And so what's happening here is this counterfeit immorality that's happening with the religious system, the Antichrist system, where there's a, a oneness that's happening. Does that make sense? By the way, some of you are like, what the heck did I walk into today? 1 Corinthians 6.16, we have inner healing training coming up, class called Foundations. If you're like, don't understand it, please come. We'll be talking about that in more detail. And also, those of you who are discipling people. Some, sometimes marriages come together and I, 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 we just lack intimacy. We lack intimacy. We can't really walk in the oneness that, well, it's because the past hasn't been broken off. I'm never going to finish if I explain that more. God didn't give you a spirit of fear but a power, love, and a sound mind. This is why we need to make disciples, because I don't know the percentage of people who are in here today who have no idea what I'm talking about. I want you to, to keep your place there, and I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 24. Chris, why are you, why are you beating this, this horse dead with counterfeit, with deception? With this false religion, because it's already here, guys. We're going to get more into that next week. Look at Jesus, and they're saying, Jesus, will you tell us what's going to be the signs of your coming? Look at what Jesus says in Matthew 24. We'll start in verse 3. He says, tell us then, when will these things be? And when are the signs of the coming and the end of the age? And so that's the question. Jesus is not trying to be tricky. He's answering their question. Verse 4, see to it that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. There is false gospels that are out there leading people astray. This is the first answer from Jesus, deception. Counterfeit. Counterfeit with a world religion. Why don't you go down to verse 9, please. You'll be hated by all nations for my namesake. Real Christians should be hated 
because of what they stand for by those who do not belong to Christ. There should be a little bit of hate. If you don't have any haters, see me. I can let you borrow a couple. (laughs) But Jesus said this, woe to you when people speak well of you. You should always have some people coming against you. It's encouraging to me when people come against me. It's like, all right, as as long as I'm in the right. If I'm in the wrong and being a jerk, then that's not good. But if I'm obeying God's word and being faithful to it and they come against me, it's not that they hate me, but they hate Christ in me because they do not want the truth. Jesus is the truth. And as we walk in the truth, those who love darkness, man, they, they do not want the light. That's what Jesus said. All right, verse 9, Matthew 24. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. In the end, Christians will be hated by the nations. And then many will fall away, and they'll betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Again, deception, counterfeit, one world religion. Verse 12, because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. And We have to guard ourselves against that. We've had a lot of love grow cold over 2020, 2020, right? A lot of love growing cold because lawlessness was increasing and people were choosing sides and love, love grew cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. I want you to go down to 23, please. Matthew 24. Again, Jesus is answering the question. If anyone says to you, Matthew 24, 23, look, there's the Christ. Here he is. Don't believe it. For false Christ and false prophets will arise. They're going to perform great signs and wonders who has to lead people astray. Again, we know that the Antichrist is going to do signs and wonders, right? The false prophets, signs and wonders. And they're going to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. I love that portion. Highlight it. It's not possible for the elect to be led astray. Because we have the spirit of truth. We can be deceived for a time. But listen, if the truth is in us and we're really seeking, asking, knocking, God is going to show us where we are deceived. Some of you may be walking in deception right now, but you're here today because maybe God's going to bring you out of it. See, I've told you beforehand. So if they say to you, hey, look, he's in the wilderness do not go out. If they say, look, he's in the inner rooms, do not believe it. I want you to go back down to, to 2442, please. So here Jesus is saying this. He's saying, look, therefore, hey, guys, stay awake. You don't know the day. You don't know the hour. The only one that can make you awake is Jesus. That's it. Ideologies from the world will never wake you up. Jesus alone can make you awake. As you read his word, as you cry out for truth, he will allow you to separate the true from the false and help you walk illuminated and awake. Revelation 17, verse 3. And he carried me away into a wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast The beast, again, is the Antichrist that was full of blasphemous names and had seven heads and ten horns. If you want to just jot down by that verse, Revelation 13, 1 through 3, you see this beast, 
rising out of the sea with, 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 with seven heads and ten horns and blasphemous names on its head. So it's just pointing to what was already said. Understand that the beast is supporting the woman. Again, the woman is this one world religion, this prostitute, this city prostitute city one world religion. Understand as well is that the beast is the government system and the prostitute writing it is the religious system and there is no separation of church and state. They're joined together as one. Why is that important for us? Because the enemy has come into the church with people believing doctrines that our Constitution desires a separation of church and state, not in the Constitution. Why doesn't, why does the enemy want us out of politics? Because we have the spirit of truth. So you need to fight and understand what's going on. Jesus never got into politics. That's not true. It's not true. And here, it's amazing because in the end times, they're going to want church and state to be one. So the beast and the religious system can have its way. I want you to highlight, he carried me away in the spirit and I saw. I was coming across this book. I'm not going to name it because I don't, I don't want to promote things that are just nonsense. But the premise of the book is that when you read the Bible from the perspective of your skin color or your culture, you'll really begin to understand it. You have to see it through the lens of your skin color or your culture in order to understand it. Basically coming against Reformation, white European eyes to see, okay? So anyway, that's the book. Listen, this is what no verse in the Bible ever says anything like that. In fact, what the Bible says is God desires no flesh to glory in his presence. So I don't want to read the Bible in my flesh. I love this quote by Smith Wigglesworth. It says this. Some people prefer to read the Bible in Hebrew. Others prefer to read the Bible in Greek. But I prefer to read the Bible in the Holy Ghost. I want you to jot this down, Psalm 119, 18. And I pray this all the time when I open up my Bible. It says this, Psalm 119, 18. Open my eyes that I behold the wondrous things of your law. Open my eyes so that I may behold the wondrous things out of your law. You can't read the Bible apart from the Holy Spirit. And to think that something's going to illuminate the Holy Spirit or illuminate the Bible apart from the Holy Spirit is just wrong. Ephesians chapter 1 says, open the eyes and light of my heart, Lord, so that I can see. We can't read the Bible apart from the Holy Spirit. Be careful of doctrines and philosophies that are coming into the church, causing deception and moving people out of the truth. Verse 4, the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a golden cup full of abominations 
and the impurities of her sexual immorality. Again, we see that cup. New Testament, right? Jesus, this is, my, this is the cup, the cup of my, my, my blood, right? This is the, the, the new covenant, right? Drink this cup. Drink this cup. This is my body broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. Drink it for the purpose of oneness. This is why in the occult practices, a lot of times they'll have you drink blood because of a blood covenant. Again, counterfeit, guys. Deception. It's all over. We're seeing it here illuminated. Verse 5, and on her forehead was written the name of mystery. Babylon the great, mother of prostitutes of and of the earth's abominations. Culturally, Roman prostitutes, they wore a headband with their name on it. Understand in Revelation chapter 7, God marks his servants on the forehead. And so again, we see a counterfeit happening from what God is doing to the 144,000, marking them on the forehead, to now the counterfeit on the forehead here. Jeremiah 3.3 3 says this, before Rome was even founded, yet you have the forehead of a whore, you refuse to be ashamed. So it's just marked, it's out there, this is what I represent. I want you to understand that Babylon throughout history has been the center of false worship, center of false worship. Babylon is mentioned 287 times in Scripture, more than any other city except for Jerusalem. Babylon was a literal city on the Euphrates River. And Genesis 11 talks about Babylon. It was the seed of civilization. So, Jeremy, if you can go ahead and put up the Genesis 11 clip. So... Here, they're saying, hey, come let us build a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. This is where the original world religion happened. And so I want you to just kind of listen for a second. Semiramis, who is also called the queen of heaven, was pregnated by Nimrod, but also birthed Nimrod. And then from that birth... There was a golden egg, and it was the worship of what's called Ishtar. By the way, egg, Easter, Ishtar egg. Then next, we have the Canaanites. Baal worship. Ashtaroth, the child dies and is raised again. Then in the Greek religion, we have Horus and Isis. And then in the Roman, it's Venus and the boy Cupid, the baby boy Cupid. And all of a sudden, Christians were being persecuted early. Constantine says, nope, we are going to make Christianity the religion of Rome. And then was instituted the worship of a mother and child again. Babylon, okay, Canaanites. Greeks, Romans, and then introduced by Constantine the worship of a mother and a baby again. 
Understand there's counterfeit that's going on, but it's always been the same thing. So I want to go through some clips here, Jeremy. Next one, please, so that you can see this. So right here, Tower of Babel, this is, this is going to build up for next week. The European Parliament building is, is designed to look just like an incomplete Tower of Babel. You see that? Pretty, pretty creepy. Next. So these are the different gods. Now, you female riding a beast. Female riding a beast. Female riding a beast. Ishtar, right? Next one, please. You see the beast that they're riding. What are we talking about in Revelation 17? What is she riding? She's riding the beast, the scarlet beast she's riding. So this is the same religion that's been from the Tower of Babel all through these empires and this female and the beast. All right, next picture, please. European Union. They've got this statue out front, female, riding a beast, riding a horse. The Euro, you see the beast and what's sitting on the beast? A woman. Listen, sometimes these things are in plain sight for us. But because we don't know our Bible, Revelation 17, right, we, don't, we are not aware that things are happening. And by the way, I, everything I'm telling you, I'd get completely canceled. In fact, the, last, the next uh, you know, three messages here, completely canceled. Okay, okay, Jeremy. And so there he is. That is in uh, the Vatican. You have the woman. You have the child. And the worship of Mary, the queen of heaven. By the way, listen, the queen of heaven is a title given to the Virgin Mary. I want you to turn in your Bibles to Jeremiah 44, 17, please. So the Catholic Church calls the queen of heaven the Virgin Mary. Jeremiah 44, 17. We're going to spend more time on this next week because I'm already out of time. But I want to leave you with this because it's very important for us today. Jeremiah 44, 17. But we will do everything as we have vowed, make offerings to the what? What's it say, church? Queen of heaven. Well, that's creepy. No, 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 that's not creepy. That's this false religion system that is continuing to today where the queen of heaven, the prostitute riding the beast, has been in all of these major um, cities, right? Rome and, and, and Greece and Babylon. And we see that happening and being introduced, introduced by Constantine and the Roman Catholic Church. So, Chris, are you saying the Roman Catholic? Well, you have to come back next week. <laughs> you have to come back next week at 11. <laughs> Thank you. That was a good one. We got to stop here. Listen. Counterfeit, 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 counterfeit. 
I've seen people's lives fall off the rails because they've bought into ideologies that did not first come from the word of God. We want to make sure that our doctrine, our doctrine, we have a verse for why we believe what we believe. Everything in your life should have a verse. Everything. You should be able to point to, hey, why do you believe that? Here's why. Because guess what? Jesus warned us at the end of the age, deception, 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 false prophets, false prophets, and false teachers. The reason why we hand out Bibles and we go through the Bible verse by verse chapter by chapter, and we go through books, I'm just not picking three points and three verses and giving them to you every week. It's because you need to search it out. You need to seek it out. The Bible says that God conceals a matter, but kings search it out. The Bereans in Acts chapter 17 were more noble than others when they heard the teaching of the Apostle Paul. They searched the scriptures to find out if it was true. So I've given you a lot of stuff to search. Are you going to be like the Bereans and search it out? And if you ever believe that I am teaching bad doctrine, come see me because I'd rather die. I'd rather die than teach bad doctrine. I do not want, and God does not want his people walking in deception. So, worship team, if you could come up and let's quiet our hearts before God. We have communion up here for those who want to celebrate what Christ has done on on the cross, how he broke his body for you, how he shed his blood so that you could be one with him how his cross took away our sins. We'll have prayer partners up here as well. If you need prayer, if, if, if you feel like, man, I've been walking in some type of deception and you don't know what it is, you can't put your finger on it. Listen, that's why you need the Holy Spirit. Apart from the Holy Spirit, you can't know sin. Let me say that again. Apart from the Holy Spirit, You cannot know sin because when you're under deception, you don't know you're under deception. So that's why scripture cries out, create in me, O God, a clean heart, a right heart, renew a right spirit in me. That's why scripture says, search me and know my heart, O God, and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me out unto a right path. Apart from you, God, we can do nothing. I cannot know truth apart from the truth who is Jesus. I'm prone to justify my way. I'm prone to justify my way because of pride and arrogance. I need you, God, to lead me into truth. So this is what we want here. We want to be people who worship in spirit and truth because that's what our God is looking for. That is what he's looking for. And so, Father, I pray, God, that you would just continue to have your way in this place, strengthen your bride, Father, I I ask in the name of Jesus that you would just take the sword of your spirit, which is the word of God, and you would just cut away anything in us, God, where there's been compromise or deception. That chains would be broken, that we would come into the truth so that we would give you the worship that you deserve. 
Because your word, it declares that those who can come, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Those with clean hands and pure hearts and who do not lift their soul up to another. So God, forgive us. Cleanse us. Keep us on this narrow road. We need you, God. Pour out your spirit as we set our gaze upon you, Jesus. And I pray, God, if there's anyone here that needs prayer for anything, Father, that you would just lead them forward. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for visiting us today. Make sure to check us out online at www.bowdownchurch.com. Thank you.